0: In 2002, music was changing at an evolving speed. The Y2K pop boom of the late 90s and early aughts started to die down, and hip-hop sped up to the forefront, with artists like Jay-Z, Eminem, and Nelly selling monster amounts of albums. After his debut album, Country Grammar, two years prior, the pressure was on for Nelly to deliver with his sophomore release. Not only did he avoid the infamous sophomore slump, he created his signature album. Filled with hits like Hot in Here, Dilemma, Air Force Ones, Pimp Juice, and more, Nellyville is a classic. 2000s hip-hop record today we dive into the era this is the first hip-hop album to be featured on planet 2000 so get ready y'all because we're about to take a trip to nellyville From pop stars and boy bands to alt rockers and rappers, the 2000s had a bit of something for everyone. So it's no wonder that decades later, the same power of the music released has been so strong. I'm Michael Kadosh and I want to welcome you to my musical time machine, where I deep dive into some of the best albums released in the 2000s. And I may even be joined by some special guests here and there. This is Planet 2000s. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Planet 2000s podcast. Today we're talking about Nelly and his Nellyville album. If any of you guys were actually alive in the 2000s, especially the early 2000s, there's no way that I can name you some of the songs on this Nellyville album and you don't not only know the songs, but know all the words. Nellyville was the second studio album by rapper and singer Nelly, released on June 25th, 2002. It was poised to be the album of the summer and it went so far beyond that. It was released through Universal Records and For Real Entertainment with production by YRL wangham neptunes track boys je ryan bowser and just blaze the recording of the album was handled by both steve eigner and mark lee nelly was a part of the saint lunatics which was his team of friends rappers in st louis so they kind of went along with him for the journey into fame and started working on his music nellyville also features appearances by justin timberlake as well as kelly Rowland, beanie Siegel, freeway and danny stevenson nelly was just coming off his debut album Country grammar. It went diamond. It was a smash, smash success. The pressure was on. It was high for the rapper to deliver a follow up that was going to be just as innovative and successful as his first. Now, Nelly was the biggest rapper to come out of St. Louis ever by that point. So his success was intensified even just because of that. Hence the name Nellyville. He knew that he was taking over the world and he was sure that he was going to do so once again. Confidence can be a little risky, but in this case, it worked because, you know, Country Grammar was such a success. Why wouldn't the second album be? Well, luckily he delivered and it was and he turned the world into Nellyville. Every artist wants to avoid the sophomore slump after all. When Albumism.com did their 20-year retrospective on the Nellyville album last summer, they talked about J.E.'s production on the album. They wrote, it was one of the most notable revelations that can be heard throughout the album. The producer, J.E. That is keeping the sound consistently refined and versatile The ability to play country grammar in the car, in the house, and at the club Made it a stellar debut and the vibe continued with Nellyville There were five singles that were released from this album Hot In Here, Dilemma, Air Force One's Work It and Pimp Juice It's getting pretty hot in here guys
1: (laughs) Hot In Here and Dilemma was the last two songs I put on the record I had actually turned Nellyville in Once I did that and me and my man Kuda and at that time my A&R, Kevin Law Coach, we was kind of like it's missing something. And me as an artist, I'm like, you know, you want to stand behind your work, like, yeah, no, I'm telling you, this is it. But I knew that we are missing something. We missing something. We don't, we don't have the the fuse to the bomb.
0: Hot in here. The infamous, infamous. the Nelly song. I would say it's his signature song, but I always go back and forth between this one and Dilemma, which is the song we're going to talk about right after this. Now, the album took Nelly about a month and a half to record, and in his world, that was an eternity, as Country Grammar had only taken like three weeks to record. He was definitely feeling disturbed by how much longer this process for this record was taking him, and fun fact, originally, the album was turned in without two songs that ended up on the album. Which songs were those, might you ask? None other than Hot in Here and Dilemma, could you imagine the Nellieville album or even just Nelly's career without those two songs? I can't either.
1: We called a Pharrell. Pharrell was a good friend of ours. And then he came with the the um, Chuck Brown bit. So we was like, all right, all right. And he was, whatever it is, it's got to be in this vein. If you ever know P, you ever worked with him, you know, he get that look. You got to come with this, Mo. This got to be. Dude, I was like, okay, okay. And then I started saying about, um... Um, something, Yo, mm, it was hot in here, mm, the cold, uh, something like that, you know, if he was like, yeah, yeah, somewhere, it's in there, it's in there, and then he <laughs> for real said something about, you got to have a, the girl's answer, I'm getting so hot. Soon as I was finishing the hook, because all I had on it was the hook, the beat, we got all the doors open, the beat is blasting. Next thing I hear is, oh, my God. What is this beat? This, this is the most courageous. This is infectious. Well, what is what is this? Oh my God! And it was Buster, right? So Buster comes in, and he was like, "Go, oh, Nelly. This is oh my God. You laid something to this already? Oh shit! Yo, I was like, yo, I just put a hook on there. Tell me, tell me what you think. And we played the hook, and he was like, you gonna have." Every bitch in the world taking clothes off.
0: I am getting so hot. I want to take my clothes off. <laughs> Obviously, they knew that they had the biggest record in the world on their hands. Even Buster Rhymes was losing his mind. The entire world thought the same way. After all, haven't you ever taken your clothes off to the song? How can you not? Pharrell <laughs> had a vision and he told Nelly the verses need to be as fire as the hook because they had this incredible hook that they knew was going to tear the clubs up. But now, Pharrell wanted to make sure that the verses were just as infectious as the hook.
1: You know, that kind of made it feel good for that point. And then we knew we kind of had something right there. And and Pharrell was like, yo, whatever the verses be, you just got to come on. That first line just got to be something, something everybody's going to want to say. And I was just like, okay, play it. Play it. Took about five, ten minutes. And I was just like, Gracious, ass vocations. Oh, that's it. That's it. That's the fee. That's it. That's it. I don't care where you go from there. <laughs> it's more of a story of a party record. And I think that's what did it because people people can relate to the process of the club. Walking in the club, seeing the chick, "Hey, what's happening? You on drive? show the keys. We out." You know what I'm saying? I "Tell you back. We at the top of the four seasons. What's cracking?" You know what I'm saying? It's a whole story as opposed to the typical Everybody throw them, you know what I'm saying, hands up or something like that. And I think that's what lasts longer because nobody else has told that story in a party vibe. And I think that's what allows it to be um, genuine.
0: And Nelly loved recording with Pharrell. Pharrell makes you search for parts of you that you don't even know are there to make the best song possible. Everybody who works at Pharrell says he's basically a genius and, you know, Nelly was no different. Also, just shout out to Hot in Here being the thought anthem. I literally just rewatched How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, and there's a scene where Matthew McConaughey is putting on music because he wants to, you know, wine and die in Kate Hudson, and he puts on Hot in Here, and he's like, oh, no, she's not a one-night stand. But I'm just like, how iconic <laughs> that the song was able to make it into pop culture in that
1: way. What's up, Shemay we Nelly, with her on the set of the second single off my second album, Nellyville, song called Dilemma, it actually features me and Kelly, Kelly from Destiny's so Childhood. The song is about um, this young lady who has a boyfriend and also has a son with this, with this um, person, and she's not too happy in the relationship for real, but she's just in it because, I mean, she thinks it's like the right thing to do. I just wrote the song out, I needed a female to really lace the thing right there um, And Baby Girl just came to mind. She was perfect for it. The second single that was
0: released from Nellyville was Dilemma. And now this song was released as the album's second single on June 25th, 2002, featuring Kelly Rowland. It's a pop and R&B track, and it was released both as the second single off Nellyville, as well as the lead single from Kelly's debut solo album, Simply Deep. The song features a sample of Patti LaBelle's 1983 song, Love, Need, and Want You. Miss Patti even makes a cameo appearance in the video. I'm sure you guys have seen the video that you remember which cameo i'm speaking of the song was written by nelly bam and ryan bowser alongside kenneth gamble and bunny sigler the latter wrote love need and want you by Patti labelle so they got a songwriting credit the song talks about a man who falls in love with a woman who is already in a relationship listen we've all been there haven't we (laughs) or maybe that's just me god we'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors
1: Blast off with Space Vacation the Musical as the Bloom family from the bright yellow planet takes a wild, weird, and wonderful intergalactic summer vacation. With original songs and stellar comedy, their trip goes delightfully haywire. Fun and adventure for all ages. Space Vacation the Musical on all podcast platforms now. Subscribe today. Kelly actually called my manager and he was like, I want Kelly to be on the song. So I went in the studio, recorded the song, and we didn't even know it was going to come out this huge. So This song right here is definitely different. I guess my other songs were a little more... I guess banging, club banging, you know. um. And then on this one was a more of a slow pace, just more of a laid back, just a chill. So it's definitely a, a different pace for me, and I think people can feel it.
0: Ryan Bowser had created a beat with the Patti LaBelle sample, and once it made its way to Nelly, he immediately started writing lyrics to the song and even just barely got it onto the album as I just, you know, told you guys. Along with Hot In Here, those were the last two songs created for the album. The album was already turned in without Hot In Here and Dilemma. He was working on the song. He felt a female vocalist would complete the song and immediately called Kelly Rowland, who was still a member of Destiny's Child at the time. She was gearing up to begin the recording process of her debut solo album. And it was actually Nelly's sister who encouraged him to include Kelly on the song. So... Thank you to Nelly's sister for that one. The track received highly favorable reviews from many different music critics who all pretty much universally praised the song's emotional capability. And funny enough, all these great reviews, so successful was not even planned on being a single right away because, you know, Hot In Here was already out as the lead single and they were going to stick with a more hip-hop driven release for the second single. But after the album came out, Radio DJ started playing the song right away and there was no stopping it. The song jumped to the top 10 in July 2002 after the album was released and it wasn't even released as a single yet. Nelly obviously had to jump on to the bandwagon and release the song for many reasons. This, this screwed them up a little bit because... Avis was never planned on being the second single, so they didn't have a video ready to go. Before they could even get to working on the video, this actually affected Destiny's Child and their solo projects. The strategy was for all of them to go solo, for the releases to be staggered with the original plan being Beyonce's album being released in October 2002 and Kelly getting hers in early 2003. But after Dilemma was such a success, they realized they had to release Dilemma right away, so they decided to push Kelly's album to October 2002 and push Beyonce's to the summer of 2003, giving Beyonce more time to work on the album, which obviously worked out because Beyoncé ended up re-recording City in Love*, and then we got the entire *Dangerously in Love* album. So Beyoncé should thank Nelly for that. The music video was filmed on August 9th to 21st, 2002, directed by Benny Boom, and was released in September. The
1: video band directed by my dude Benny Boom. The concept of this video is uh, goes right along with the song. Nelly lives in Nellyville, quote unquote, and. Uh New resident moves. Eh? I'm not really pushing myself up on her, but, you know, I'm just letting her know, yo, I'm your friend or whatever. I can be a friend. She says she has a man. I respect that, you know, but ultimately it's up to her. There's a dilemma between me and Nelly where I have a man, and he likes me, and we like each other, but unfortunately, it can't work out. The video was filmed on
0: Colonial Street in the Universal Studios lot in Universal City, California, where they famously filmed all eight seasons of Desperate Housewives, Wisteria Lane. This video was shot on Wisteria Lane, guys. Okay, take a second, watch the video, and then watch an episode of Desperate Housewives, and you're gonna see Wisteria Lane. The video shows Nelly falling for his neighbor, neighbor being Kelly, obviously, even though she has got a man. But while this shooting location is both known and well-respected, that isn't the part of the video that has people talking to this day, 21 years later. The video that featured cameo appearances by both Patty LaBelle and Washington Wizards player Larry Hughes, who played Kelly's boyfriend, shows Kelly Rowland using a Nokia 9210 communicator to text Nelly on a spreadsheet application, i.e. Microsoft Excel vibes. And that moment has gone viral viral, not just viral viral viral. Oh, the 2000s. Melly actually defended the use of this app in an interview with Australian Talk Show The Project in November 2016, and in subsequent interviews, Kelly admitted to not knowing what Microsoft Excel even was. <laughs> Which elicited a response from the application's official Twitter account being like, Yo, Kelly, come on. That's so iconic that all these years later, one little moment that I'm sure they didn't even think about, they were probably just being told, you're going to text somebody. And it was whoever did the graphics was like, oh, yeah, we're going to use this Excel app. They didn't know what Excel was. Iconic. The video currently sits at over 1 billion views on YouTube. So obviously, many people are watching to this day. Maybe it's for the Excel moment. Who knows? Regardless. They're watching.
1: On viral, guys. So here's here's the okay. sitch, Okay, explain it. I don't know what that is. <laughs> yes, I don't know clear. what Microsoft Excel is. I, I don't know. I don't have a clue. So when I saw all these memes, I was like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like literally thinking, yeah. you know what I mean. What so what is it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't right. know. Like, yeah. Talk to
0: the director of the music video. <laughs> exactly. They thought that was a brilliant idea. Oh wow. <laughs> The video peaked at number one for 10 consecutive weeks on the US Billboard Hot 100, and the song was a smash hit. It also replaced Nelly's own Hot In Here from the top spot, so this era really was the era of Nelly. The song reached number one in the UK, Australia, Switzerland, Scotland, USA, Hungary, Ireland, and Germany. And elsewhere, it reached number two in Austria, Denmark, New Zealand, Norway, Poland, and Sweden. Finally, reaching number three in Canada and Italy. It was ranked at number 11 on the Billboard Hot 100 decade-end list for the biggest songs from 2000 to 2009. And placed at number 75 on the all-time biggest Hot 100 songs. To this day, this song is both Nelly and Kelly's most successful track. And has sold over 7 million copies worldwide. The stats are staggering. It just doesn't stop. The song also won Nelly and Kelly a Grammy Award for Best Rap Song Performance. To this day, it is Kelly Rowland's only solo Grammy and was nominated for Record of the Year at the 45th Annual Grammy Awards in 2003.
1: And everybody that got Nike shoe deals and all of that need to be thanking us right now. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because we opened Nike's eyes to a lot of that. Like, at that time, they weren't doing it. They they were just basically on some... You know, they're going to win regardless Got Now, it. did they donate? Yes, they did donate some to the tour They mm-hmm. did sponsor some of the things to the tour Because one of our tours, we, we came out We had a big the Air Force was one yeah. That used to go across the um, stadium mm-hmm. And things like that, which was really dope and then, you know, they did load us. Um, okay. It was, I didn't know it was a limited time. Right. You know, considering. But when we first started rocking Air Force Ones, they were $59.99. We did the song. Eight months later, they were $100. They were $100. And I'm talking about these. Mm-hmm. Right there. They went from $59.99 to right. $100, to 100 bucks in eight months. You know what I'm saying? After the song release and all of that now. We didn't get no residuals. So, Nike, right. yo, holla did your boy. Third single
0: off Nelly Bell. A hip-hop classic, if you will. I know that I'm calling all these classics, but that's what they are, guys. A hip-hop classic. Air Force Ones, released as the third single from the Nellyville album on November 4th, 2002. It features fellow St. Lunatics members Kijuan, Ali, and Murphy Lee. And now hopefully, I don't need to explain this to you all. But I still will, because that's what I'm here to do. The Nike Air Force One is a type of shoe. I'm sure you guessed that. The song is Nelly and his crew bragging about their own Air Force Ones and their opinions on the shoes. Obviously, with a lot more swag than that, explaining it that way just makes it sound mundane. It's the furthest thing from mundane. It is so great. It is so catchy. Me, I like the limited edition and khaki and army green. Yes, those are the lyrics Air Force Ones. No, I cannot rap them like the St. Lunatics, but I tried. Wink, wink. (laughs) The music video for this track was shot at the southeast corner of Del Mar and Westgate in Universal City, Missouri, in order to capture the essence of St. Louis and who Nelly is at his very core. The song was the third song from this album to reach the top five, peaking at number three on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. It was number one on the U.S. Rap Songs chart, number two on U.S. Rhythmic Radio, number four on the R&B Hip Hop Songs chart, and number 10 at Pop Radio. Work It was released as the fourth single from Nellyville on February 24th, 2003, and features Justin Timberlake, who only recently had gone solo and hadn't even released his debut solo album, Justified, yet when Nellyville, the album, first came out. They waited until his solo single, Like I Love You, had dropped, and the album came out before releasing this as a single. Directed by Joseph Kahn, the music video was fun enough, showing Justin and Nelly having a good old time at the Playboy Mansion, where they played tennis and meet many of the Playboy playmates. Very 2000s. I don't care what y'all try to cancel. I love everything about the Playboy Mansion and the Playboy Bunnies, the girls next door. I love all of that. Hugh Hefner also makes an appearance in the video because it wouldn't be a 2000s Playboy Mansion video if Hugh Hefner wasn't there with all of his robeness and all that good stuff. The song wasn't particularly loved by critics. Entertainment Weekly's Tom Sinclair says that the song was one of the weaker tracks on the album, despite the inclusion of Justin. NME's Dale Fideli So the song was a silly pulp directed collaboration with Justin Timberlake of In Sync. It's the Of In Sync for me. <laughs> the song reached number seven on the UK singles chart, number seven in Scotland, number 13 in Canada, and number 68 on the U.S. Hot 100, breaking the top five streak that Nelly was on with this album with his last three singles. Damn, Justin, stop ruining everything for everyone. Pimp Juice, the fourth U.S. and Canadian single, work it was not sent to North American radio stations, was released on March 10th, 2003. So it was the fifth overall single, but the fourth U.S. and Canadian single. The song samples UGK's song "Woodwheel" from their 2001 album Dirty Money, and the song shows Nelly stating that women only want him for his pimp juice. And what is pimp juice? Well, if your mind is in the gutter like mine is, I'm sure I know exactly what you're thinking. But according to Nelly, pimp juice is, in quotations, anything used to attract the opposite sex. It could be money, fame, or straight intellect, and that pimp juice is colorblind. You find it work on all color creeds and kinds. Okay, Nelly. (laughs) Nelly did face some backlash for the song as many feminist groups were quick to point out that the song's apparent glorification of prostitution was real. In 2004, the students at Spelman College, which is the historically black women's college in Atlanta, protested the bone marrow drive that Nelly was throwing for his sister who had just been diagnosed with leukemia with protesters saying how can he be raising money for an illness affecting a woman when he himself doesn't respect women in his music and videos. And this isn't the first time that Nelly actually pissed off some feminist groups he also pissed them off back in 2001 with his EI video when he swept a credit card through a stripper's ass. I mean, lighten up, you guys. Don't pretend some of y'all haven't done some of the nastiest shit in the world. He's just swiping a credit card in a stripper's ass willingly. There's consent there. I mean, it's not like every rapper hasn't done that. Leave the man alone. He was trying to do a good thing for his sister. Why are you protesting a drive that's supposed to raise money for leukemia? I, I To me, that's just, you know, a double standard. Like, it doesn't fit it doesn't it's not gonna make a point the song was featured in vh1's 50 most awesomely bad songs ever <laughs> at number 30 and it reached number 58 on the hot 100 in the u.s so it wasn't a huge hit but people do know it it is a catchy song i mean i'm sure now these pimp juice taste pretty fucking good i'll be honest <laughs> Entertainment Weekly gave the Nellyville album a B plus rating, praising the several new additions to Nelly's vocal style. Summarizing, if you like your rap loose and funny, Nelly is the man for you. Yes, no pun intended for the loose with the Nelly and the Nelly Furtado and the loose. I don't know. I guess they just are synonymous with each other. Rolling Stone magazine gave Nellyville three out of five stars and described Nelly as a gifted, witty MC with the catchiest rhymes to ever hit the pop charts. But also wrote that the album sounds a little weighted down by the commercial pressure of having to have another multi-platinum album. While Rolling Stone, it may have been weighted down, but it obviously worked. It sold more than the first album. On Jay-Z's Excuse Me Miss, there's a lyric saying that only him, Eminem, and Nelly were selling around the time of the early 2000s. And that's true because it was Nellyville, the album, that knocked Eminem's The Eminem Show album out of the number one spot on the Billboard 200 that week. So Jay-Z had a point, and I'm only pointing this lyric out because it shows who the main rappers were in the early 2000s? Before 50 Cent, before anything like I'm talking 2000, 2001, 2002. It was Jay Z, Eminem, and Nelly. That's it. You know who I always connect you with? What was that? It's Jay Z song. Excuse me, miss. It's 2002. Jay Z said in the line, the "Only dudes moving units, M, pimp juice, and us." So I was thinking about that yesterday because I was knew I was gonna talk to you, and I was like. Were
1: they really the only ones? And so I went and searched it, and it's true. No, I had a few people uh, tell me that. Before. So Eminem had the number one album from June to July 2002. Then it got knocked out by Nellyville, and you held it a whole month in that number one
0: spot with that album. And then later November, j dropped.
1: Do you think of them as your class? M is more like close to, close to our class. I don't want to say grew up on J, but I, 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 I was there for reasonable doubt. You know, it yeah, baby, I yeah. yeah. was a baby. I was old enough to understand what was going on. You know I
0: mean? <laughs> vale debuted at number one on the U.S. Billboard 200 chart with sales of 715,000 copies in its first week. It remained at the number one spot for four non-consecutive weeks. Eventually, being certified six times platinum by the RIAA, and it is considered the 14th best-selling rap album of all time worldwide with sales of 7.6 million copies. So, the cultural impact behind Nelly and the Nellyville album is completely undeniable because while yes it was a very big hip-hop album he crossed over to pop this man was mainstream selling number one albums number one singles non-stop sales multi platinum albums sold out tours and to this day 20 years later 21 years later everybody is still singing all these songs I just saw Nelly live um over the summer I went to his hot in here festival in Toronto this man is doing a whole ass festival surrounded by this song and this album. There, were, there even was a whole Air Force One that said Nellyville all over it. He's still making his money from the Air Force Ones to the Nellyvilles, to the Otten here, to so the Dilemmas. I think that this album really does have a very strong legacy. Having said that, you guys, that was the first ever hip-hop record that we dived into on Planet 2000. So if you guys want to hear more hip-hop albums, let me know which ones you like and which ones you want to hear me cover. I'm going to go take a little trip to Nellyville for this evening. I'm going to pour a glass of wine and take a trip to Nellyville. I suggest you guys do the same. I'll see you next time. Bye.